Welcome to Black Mirror. I am one of your hosts, Alex Fitzpatrick. I am the other host, Evan Engel. Evan, I have to start the show with a question. Yes. Have you seen Rogue One yet? Uh, I have not. What's today's date? Today is that we're recording this on, on the 20th of December. I know. This I movie's know. been out for nearly a week. I know. You're disappointing me here. <laughs> I've seen dis- it twice. I'm disappointed. You've seen it twice? Well, I went to the screener. Oh, uh, okay. so I got I did the screener and then I went to go with my friends. Oh, must be nice. It's yeah, to have friends. To have friends. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, uh, I uh, I for all a plus plus wood friend again. Uh, I wanted to see it this weekend so badly, and I had I just had plans that that uh, that I'm happy I went to. Uh, if they're listening, which they're not. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's listening. Um, Hi, Audrey. But I'm it was. On. But I, at a, as a last ditch effort, I was like, you know what? I have to see this damn movie. My my friends at work were already talking about it, so I. Tried to go to the 11, 11 p.m. on Sunday night at Alamo in Brooklyn. Sold out. Yeah. Well, well it's would... a combination of, I mean, so the Alamo Draft House, which is like a theater you can go sit in, um, at theater you can go sit in. That's not, that's not a differentiating factor. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Oh, it's got good. chairs. Must be nice. Novel. <laughs> We're down here in the peanut gallery. Um no, it's so it's got waiter I, service, so you like do the thing. Yeah, so you got yeah. food and beer at the movie. It's nice. It's it's. Um, I've heard it's great. I've never been. But your problem is you've got, you've got a combination of the new theater that just opened that everybody's excited about, yep. and the new movie that just opened that everybody's excited about. Yeah, but I thought 11 p.m. on a Sunday. Like, sure. I thought that that would be like a safe hour, but it was it was totally gone. Apparently, I bet you a lot of people are off this week too. Maybe some people take time yeah, off, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably it yeah. too. Um, uh, you gotta, man. I there's so much we have to talk about. I know, I know. There's we gotta go. I know. I'm I'm dying to see it. I'm anxious to see it. Uh, I right now the plan is tomorrow night. Uh, although if that gets pushed, I'm gonna see it Thursday night with my brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will say the uh is so my ranking right now in terms of best Star Wars movies. Yes. Star Wars movies. Tell and me. I, I get excited about new films. Right. So there's that. You know, maybe it'll uh change. My opinion will change and evolve over time. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm going. I'm going Empire. I'm going uh, New Hope. Yep. I'm going Rogue One. And wow. then, then Force Awakens. Better than Jedi. Better than Jedi. Oh, I think Force both are better than Jedi. And Force Awakens above I, Jedi. I, yeah, I know it's controversial. Yeah. Um, there are Obviously, there are moments in Jedi, and yeah. I think it's, that's probably my next film after that, but uh, no, I like uh, I like Force Awakens a lot. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I know, not to take anything away from Force Awakens, sure. but, but and I know Jedi gets a lot of grief. Uh, I watched Jedi last year, around this time, actually, just before Force Awakens came out. And here's the thing that, that and Jedi gets a lot of well-deserved grief, uh, but you look at the Jabba's Palace sequence, the entire, mm. from the moment you're mm. in Jabba's Palace to the moment they, they get in their sand speeder and, and get away from there. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is, like, like one of the, like, most Star Wars sequences. The R2 with the lightsaber, oh, that's a God. great, a great, oh, yeah, God. yeah, it's real solid. Everything, everything in there is just, yeah. is just incredible. Totally. Then they get to Endor and shit gets a little weird. So you got the Ewoks, it yeah. gets a little nuts. Um, I will say, without without spoiling it, my advice is to think about Rogue One uh, and, and New Hope as one full story arc. I've seen you you yeah. tweeting this. It, it, it'll make sense when you see it. Okay. But um, can I tell you? That. Can I tell you what I'm most looking forward to in Rogue One? Uh, yes. I am most looking forward to the Chewbacca birth scene. It's real weird. There's a lot of CGI. I went in 3D. It gets extra gross in that case. Ooh. It's very, very Ooh. strange. I, uh... <laughs> For our very confused <laughs> listeners, this is Hack Mirror. It's a podcast about Black Mirror, a BBC television show 
which was recently picked For, up formerly BBC. formerly BBC, recently picked up by Netflix for season three. Uh, we have nosediven into that season, season three. Um, we are. This is the third episode of our podcast, recapping the third episode of the third season of Black Mirror. This episode is Shut Up and Dance. Um, so this movie starts with uh, sort of in a car garage, like a multi-level parking garage. Um, woman pulls up in like a silver Volvo station wagon type thing. Yep. Looks real upset. Looks real nervous. She kind of she gets out. She looks around. Uh, hesitantly, and then gets like a text on her phone, yep. um, and then puts the keys sort of on the back tire uh, and walks off and abandons the car. Yeah, it's a real strange. It really puts us right in the middle of what's going on here, and we don't really get a lot of clues in terms of what's going on. Yep. So it's sort of a, a cold open that um, leaves us like, what? What's she doing? What's her deal? Uh, I need some answers. Oddly enough, I've been using Turo the car rent the like airbnb oh how do you cars? like that oh i love it i there was a jalopnik jalopnik's a car blog um there was a post about like the coolest cars in Turo or whatever oh yes yeah. over in san francisco somebody's got like a blue yep. five speed bmw 2002 which is one of my favorite cars ever made and i really want to go rent it i wrote to Turo and was like hey is there a way i can find deloreans on your thing because i will like <laughs> travel course. somewhere you will yeah right like Turo could. and i will go with you but but i bring it up because somebody like Rather than like meet me and give me the key or like have a key in a lockbox, somebody did that. They were like, "Oh, it's on the tire." Oh, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. It's so. Do you, have you ever done that? Have you ever left the key in the tire? I mean, I even I don't have a car to rent out or or, or just in, 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 in life. Yeah. Uh no. I feel like I've probably like no. I don't think I ever have. I did it once at the Ronkonkoma, New York, uh, <laughs> Long Island Railroad parking garage. Oh boy. For for complicated reasons. Yeah. Um, but really nerve-wracking. <laughs> last time you ever saw <laughs> Last time I saw that Ford Fiesta. Um, yeah, but it's I, it, it, you feel like it's safe because, like, nobody if, – if somebody goes around checking every car for a key in the tire, like, eventually that probably gets suspicious. Yeah. But I feel I also kind of feel like – Unless they do it with, like, a tire pressure gauge, be like, just checking the tires to make sure everything's inflated. Health and safety inspection. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, so we got a, there's a cold open there and then we get a cut to, um, this kid who is, uh, maybe, what do you think? 16, 17, that range? I think, I wonder how old he is really. He definitely plays no, no, between 15 and 17. Certainly no older than 17. His name in the show is Kenny. Fun fact, the actor who plays Kenny also played young Alan Turing in, uh, in the movie about Alan Turing recently. Imitation game? Imitation game. Yeah, totally. Didn't know that. Just found it on Wikipedia. (laughs) Because I do research for this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. I haven't even seen the episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what a, oh, this is Star Trek, right? We're talking about Star Trek? <laughs> so Kenny, um, he's like living in a house with his sister who seems to be about his age. Um, and his, uh, his mom, who is very clearly a single mom, because uh, she's like going off on a date at some point in the episode. Yep. Um, and uh, basically the story starts with uh, sister, Kenny's sister steals his laptop. Uh, Kenny gets all pissed, as anybody at that age would, if your sister steals your laptop sure. and uses it. Uh, and he's especially pissed because she was trying to use some like pirate uh, film site, pirate movie site, uh, and it just loaded the whole thing up with malware. Yeah, computers fucked, right? As as is often the case. That so far we're like very much grounded in reality, right? Yeah, there's like, nothing like weird. Yep. Yeah, it's not like last episode where like it's like VR to the extreme. This episode is like totally plausible, really all the way through. Yeah. This can this and like I'm sure. Maybe not to this extreme, but, like, this sort of thing happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So, um, basically, Kenny um, goes, takes his laptop, and he, like, installs 
he does a Google search for malware remover and like installs the first one that comes up without checking any reviews or like reading about it at all. A rookie mistake. A rookie mistake, right? Uh, he like executes the opens up the .exe. It's a Windows machine. Uh, really, just like infuriatingly rookie mistake. And so he installs this malware remover, and sort of as the episode progresses, uh, weird scene. I, I admit that I, I had downloaded this. Uh, episode to watch on the subway. Okay. And immediately I saw what was going to happen in this scene. I'm like, well, I can't do this now because Kenny is like watching a show. Oh, right. Or watching TV with a sister and there's like some like sexually suggestive thing that comes on. It's it, it's a music video, right? It's a music video, it, yeah. And it looks like, actually, I wanted to ask you about this. Sure. I don't know if that's a real music video or if that's something they made for the show. I mean, you see it so briefly, they could very easily have just shot it. But but they did such a good job. Like it's like it looks like a very authentically like 2004 like hip hop music video, just like tits and ass. Right. And like it like it's I I, I don't know. It was on so briefly, and I was like, if they made that for the show, good on them. Good job. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah really, totally. Yeah. I didn't recognize it, but my knowledge of like music videos is not high outside oh. of like metal. Let me tell you. Yeah. I know the hurt. Music video, like shot for shot, and, know, and 99 problems. I know the Britney Spears toxic video, <laughs> like you would not believe. I don't know the toxic video. I know the song. The song actually, it's a good song. Yeah, the song. It's, it's a I. Good song. I, it's a I hate good video. to. I hate to put this out in public, but like that's one of the songs. Like I'll go to the mat for. Like sure. that is. I may be confusing the toxic video with the "I'm a Slave for You" video. Ooh, number is, four. That letter is U. not a good video. It's the one. Is that the one where they're all in like a? She's in like the gold, and they're in like the weird. It's all like sweaty, and it's like. I just remember there's a scene where like man, like she's standing and they're crawling through her legs, or they're standing and she's crawling through. Somebody's their legs. crawling through something. It's it's shitty video yeah. as i recall mm, sorry i don't I, remember i i think whatever you're remembering is probably a better one <laughs> probably um so he he does what any like sexually aroused 16 year old at home would do which is he goes back to his room to do some business right 16 year old 16 year old yeah right yeah. exactly what any 16 year old 16 year old i'm <laughs> yeah. very i'm emphasizing the 16 year old part here <laughs> because 16 year old um and you he, sort of he pulls up his laptop. He pulls up his laptop. He gets he in his room, shuts the door, shuts the locks door, it, closes the windows, the That's blinds, right. yep, gets yep. the blinds down. Yep, you want some privacy. You want some privacy. Um, and we don't really see what he's looking at, but the the tint from his um, computer screen goes all like red and pinkish. Yep. yep. Uh, which suggests like, you know, mo- <laughs> to do <to> tell. So <laughs> just a porn is, site, right? Oh, this like that's, what a, that's it was. the color of most oh. porn sites. I don't know. Not that I frequent those areas of the internet. That's why it's called Red Tube. There you go. Uh, that's that's the site I was referencing. Moving yeah. right along. Okay. Um, and he, you, you see the shot where he's like about to. He gets up. He's about to take his pants off, and then hard cut to uh, bathroom cleanup. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. all it's implied. Yeah. Um, but I was real nervous watching this on the subway. I'm like, oh, okay, I can't do this because somebody's gonna see this over my shoulder and it's just gonna be inexplicable. How explicit did you think it was gonna get? Like... I didn't think it was gonna get that explicit, but I was nervous enough that somebody would just see that shot and be like, "What the fuck are you watching?" I'm just watching 16 year old kids jerk off on the internet. What's the problem? Haven't you ever been on the R train before? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I will say, I do remember, I remember the first time I ever in public saw somebody looking at porn on their tablet or on their phone. It was probably on their phone. This was like 2008 in in a pizza place in Williamsburg that is now no longer around. Now it's Station, which is like some like upscale. Oh, sure. Back then it was a dollar a slice pizza joint. Right. And I remember sitting in whatever that place was called. 
Um, and like some dude was on his phone, like looking at porn right out in public. And I was like, holy shit, this is the future. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, I can't imagine like, Dude, just go home. Right? Yeah, like what do yeah. you? Yeah, like what do you? I yeah, don't know. I don't know. So there's the also the... maybe maybe he's like a reviewer. This is just <laughs> this he's, is kind he's of sore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, just working is, right now. Yeah, totally. He's on. He's on the clock. <laughs> oh, I get no pleasure from this. This is my job. <laughs> this is my job. Um, have you been following the controversy over uh, the Link NYC? They're like these kiosks that offer free Wi-Fi, yeah. um, but also they have a. There's just on the side of the street. They have internet browsers, or they had until the city decided too many people were using them to look at porn on the side of the street uh, and took the browsers away. Interestingly enough, my, my day job, actually, I'm working on something about the, those pro, those those kiosks and, oh, nice. and some other issues around New York City Wi-Fi. But, uh, but yes, I am familiar with that sure. controversy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. Um, so. So we get this sort of cleanup scene, and then um, Kenny's sitting on his laptop, um, and he gets, he gets an email. And the email is from this unknown sender, uh, and the... the he clicks it open, and the body reads something to the effect of, we saw what you did. Yeah. Which is real freaky to get in general. You and I could do this to anybody, even if we didn't see what they did. Oh, sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. done that to somebody? You just I, I have not, but you can assume, like, you, you can basically assume that everybody is feeling some guilt over something at any given point. Yeah. So if you go vague enough... I, I had a friend in high school who used to do this. Yeah. I, I, I wish to God he was listening. But he used to go up to people and he would be like, I saw what you did. And he would just keep it up. He This dude God, had a, had a so really great freaky. poker yeah, face. Yeah. And he would just fuck with them. And the stories he could tell about like the results he would get from that yeah. are amazing. However, that doesn't seem to be the case in this sure. episode. There's a scene in, in the first season of um, what's the hacker show that's really good right now? Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, where um, he... Uh, the, the main character, Mr. Robot, is um, trying to social engineer somebody and like get them to do what he wants them to do. Yeah. Um, and he basically tricks the person. He's calling them, and he tricks the person into thinking that it's her husband calling. Oh, that's right. And that's he's right. like, "I'm at the hospital. It's what we always feared." So good. Right, because it's general enough that you know you could probably get away with so that good. working. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What do you think they feared? I don't know. I think. That is an issue that is really hard to resolve, right? Especially for us hairy men. It's what we always feared. It's what they're we like, always they're feared. Like, they're like, I'm sorry. This is no surgeon in the world is qualified. <laughs> We've called the best. I'm cutting this segment. Hello. So that the it says we know what you did. Um, send us your phone number, and then no, no, and then he gets the the video of himself doing the deed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So basically, these hackers. Uh, the the malware that either her sister his sister downloaded or uh, some malware that came with the malware remover that he downloaded yeah. uh, hacked into his camera's webcam and recorded him doing the business yeah uh, and really this whole I feel like Black Mirror is often hour long PSAs for technology issues and I feel like this one is a PSA for putting the black electrical tape over your webcam. I I know people who did that at, who I've been yeah, I've been a big proponent of that for a long time. Sure. And not everybody feels the same way, which is fine, but I know a lot of people who after this episode were I was getting messages people like, "All right, I finally did it." Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a really it's an effective thing. Yeah. Um I think it's it's people don't think often enough about, you know, laptops and cell phones too. You've got that front-facing camera. Uh, it's just a freaky thing to think about that you don't realize that, like, hey, what if somebody is tapping into this thing and you hear, you know, hackers are getting brazen, more brazen every day. Yep. Um, there's there's all sorts of attacks going on. Uh, the cyber is very big right now, <laughs> as our president-elect <laughs> would say, dear God. 
now the cyber is so big. I can't tell you. I have a, a stand uh, for my phone, so uh, so it charges at night, and it's also facing my bed. And it, I, I'm embarrassed by how long it took me to realize, like, oh, shit. Yeah. I should be covering that camera, too. Sure. Totally. Uh, and now I do it at night. I have just a little thing that I just put on there, and it just covers it up. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so the hacker then emails Kenny and says, look, we have this video. Give me your phone number, or we leak this video. We send this video to all of your contacts uh, right away. Yeah. Um, so Kenny, he types out his phone number, and then he hesitates. He's freaking out. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. losing Dude, it. he's panicking. Um, totally, yeah, because you're 16. Uh, video of you doing the business uh, to all of your friends is going to be social suicide, right? Well. <laughs> I, sure, <laughs> fine. I mean. <laughs> it depends. It, it depends. It right. depends. Here's the problem. The problem now is is that those things exist indefinitely. Right. Yes. Like that's that's th- th- I think the real danger here is that that's out there forever. Although here's something that I thought was interesting the show didn't address at all is that um, the EU European Union has very strict right to privacy laws. That's right. That oh, are yeah. so like Amer- an American audience probably wouldn't think of this. I only thought of it because I covered this stuff sometimes for my job. Yeah. Um, but it occurred to me that like it, video like that or photos like that w- will probably live. Uh, on sites that don't give a shit about regulation, like LiveLeak or whatever. Sure. Um, but if you know, it's tough to Google or Facebook if you can do like a right to privacy takedown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that that is yeah, interesting. Yeah, kind of I didn't think right about past that. that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it would be a huge inconvenience to the story. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> real, real pain in the ass for the plot. Um, but it's a cool issue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Anyway, um, so the uh, Kenny finally sends the hackers his phone number. Um, and they text him and say that, uh, you know, you'll be activated when we need you or something like that. It's really, really vague. Very, like, very Godfather, right? Totally. Like, like you will, I will call you when I need a favor. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you owe us one now. Yeah. Um, and so this is, so this, this episode is going to take this to the extreme, but this is about a very real phenomenon happening in the world right now, which is basically ransomware, right? So there's all sorts of hackers out there who design malware that, you know, they get you to open a an attachment in an email or visit a shady website, um, and you get this malware on your computer, which basically says, uh, hey, your computer is locked now. Um, pay us $500 in Bitcoin, untraceable Bitcoin, um, or else we'll delete all your files in 30 days. Um, and what, I, what I've always found fascinating about the ransomware hackers is that the 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 dollar amount that they put on the unlock is always is enough that it's like painful for most people but it's also low enough that it's doable yeah they price very well the, so so earlier this year i was in israel and i was there for a little while and i was hanging out a lot at a place called the bitcoin embassy which is sort of just a storefront uh that that educates the general public about bitcoin it's run by a bitcoin enthusiast and every day that i was there and i was there for a long time Every day that I was there, an elderly couple, at least one elderly couple would walk in and be like, I got the, somebody did something to my computer. And every time it was for, I want to say, three hundred dollars. Yeah, totally. So, like I said, it's it's enough that it's it's not, you know, easy to pay, but it's doable. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, if you infect enough people, that three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars adds up to real money pretty quick. Well, you got to think about it. This guy, because the, the people that I talked to believe that this was the same person every time pulling this off. And that's at least 
1500 a week, just just on weekdays. If he's just working weekdays and, sure. he, and he successfully pulls off one couple a day, and, and oftentimes it was more than one couple a day. Right. It was always couples. I guess elderly people. I yeah, don't know. easy to target. Sure. Um, but, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. That's, you're doing yeah. great. You're that doing whole great. world fascinates me. Tax-free. Sure, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Under the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kenny then, he, he, he he's kind of freaking out, um, but he basically goes to work anyway. He works at sort of a restaurant. He's like a busboy type Something guy. Like, like, you know, he cleans tables, he cleans dishes. His manager has like a crush on him, I think. Yeah, there's, there's a like bit. a, or maybe, yeah, there's like a little bit of a, of an interplay there. Yeah. Um, for sure. But then the older workers, like the chefs or whatever, you know, are like older dudes who like constantly give him shit. It's yeah. like, you know, it's very restaurant staff kind of like uh, hierarchy of bullshit, basically. Yeah. Um, they're bullies. They're bullies. Yeah, totally. Um, so Kenny gets to work. He bikes into work and immediately he gets there and he gets the text that's saying, you've been activated. We need you to go here uh, in under however many minutes or else we leak everything. And something insane, like he Googles it and like he can see he's like to get there, he has to leave like a minute ago or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got like the estimated, the Google Maps estimation is like 56 minutes and he's got 47 or some crazy crap like that. Do you find that you beat Google Maps estimate? Consistently, but yeah. I also walk like a... New Yorker. New Yorker, sure, totally. Yeah, no, I just I walk fast, um, so I, I I'm often beating the Google Maps estimate. All right, so Kenny takes off on his bike. He's like hauling ass. Um, yeah, he he barely makes it, um, but he gets to, it becomes a that he he goes to the top of another garage park, right? Yep. Um, parking garage. Uh, okay. Actually, actually, it might be a garage park in Britain. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, it's maybe... like a car park, they call it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, really, I think so. Yeah. Um, garage park. Car- garage park. Garage sure. car park. Garage car park. <laughs> It's a it's Man a bear pig. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so he gets there and he's and he's like, okay, I'm here. What do I do? And he gets to the phone. He's he's texting his uh, hackers basically, right? Yeah. Um, and he gets the text back like, just wait, just wait. Uh, and then you hear in the distance, there's sort of the sputtering of like a Vespa. Um, so this Vespa, this guy in a scooter rolls up, uh, and he looks equally terrified. At first you think, like, oh, maybe he's them. Yeah. And so does Kenny, I think. Yeah. Um, but then he lo- he takes his helmet off, and you can tell he looks equally terrified. Yeah. Um, and they have, he get, the, the biker gives Kenny a box, and it's got some numbers on top. It's yep. like a white, white box, uh, pretty big. And they have a little interchange, and the biker is like, just do what they tell you, and then they set you free. I can't help you more than that. And he bikes off. He scoots off. Scoots, scoots, scoots. Leaving Kenny at the top of a parking garage with the cake. Right. Does He He doesn't have his bike yet? Or he still has his he bike He still has here. the bike. He still has the bike. And so we don't know it's a cake yet. But he can't move the cake on a bike. Right, exactly. So he's got this big... It, it is yeah. a cake box. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's Shit, all right. Sorry. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Spoilers, but we're also spoiling the episode. Whatever. Who okay, cares? Okay, okay, Um, And so it's got some numbers on it, and the hackers are like, confirm delivery. What are the numbers on the box? And he, it's four, five, two, three, or whatever. It seems pretty irrelevant what the numbers actually are. Yeah. Um, and so they say, okay, we need you to take, deliver the box to this address. Um, and Kenny at first tries to bike, get on the bike with the cake box. It's just too, it's like a big ass cake, right? This is this is why you need a rear rack on you gotta your bike. You got to have the rack. You, you never have know. A rack. And and bungee cords. Yep. All on your, at all times. This is what this is what my I have on my bike. Sure, I have, exactly. a real have you ever transported a cake on the bike? Never a cake, but like just about everything else. What's the weirdest thing you've ever transported on a bike? I transported I bought this bench off Craigslist <laughs> that supposedly was built by 
like Harrison Ford's body double or, or something like that. Wasn't Harrison Ford a carpenter himself? Yes. Isn't that how he got? Yes. He, like, like he was like fixing up Lucas's house or whatever? That's right. That's right. Yeah, totally. Um, well, what, anyways, I bought this bench off Craigslist. It was this huge ass bench. Um, and I strapped it to my bike and I biked it home and, and my route took me past the Park Slope food co-op. And as I biked past the Park Slope food co-op, that crowd was like, was like, yeah! <laughs> like, they were like... Reclaim that bench! They, no, they were like really psyched to see somebody like moving a big object on a bicycle. They were like, you do it! Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I had a cheering section that day. It was nice. Sure, that's good. Yeah. It's encouraging. You want that. Yeah. Um... So Kenny goes to deliver this package. He's biking his ass off because he's got to get there in time again, right? Um, and it turns out it's like a weird motel situation. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. It's nothing It's nothing terrible. It's nothing great. It's like a, what, like a Holiday Inn Express or something sure. like that? Sure. Yeah. It's, like it's not something. quite as bad as like the Comac Motor Inn, <laughs> which is a really good Long Island joke. Sorry. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, it's it's like a Holiday Inn Express type situation, it's but it also like it seems like it might do hourly rates. Yeah, there's right? a little bit. There's sure. a, there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but he's told to bring it to room one two one, and he knocks on the door. Bring the cake to room one two one. Yep. He knocks on the door, and Does the he guy know he knows it's a cake at this point. Um, yeah, he looked yeah. in there. Real okay. Quick. Here's the here's a question I want to ask you. Yeah. Would you look in the box to see what you're carrying? Um. Okay. This box, yes, it's a flimsy paper box. I don't have the feeling, perhaps incorrectly, uh, but I don't have the feeling that that thing's going to explode when I open it. Oh, you're worried about detonation. If this were like some like metal suitcase or something like that, that sort of situation, like yeah. I might like be like, you know what? I don't have to. I know don't need to know what's yeah, in the yeah, box. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking more of like a transporter situation where you know, what if whatever's in the box or Pulp Fiction? Like, what if what if in the box is like. Someone's soul. Someone's soul or a shitload of money or, like, some illicit thing that you'd be freaked out by carrying. You want to know, like, what level of precaution you should be taking about carrying this box, right? That's my my angle. (laughs) Well, I would imagine if you're in this situation where you're being blackmailed, I I think you would probably just treat every box like it's full of someone's soul. Probably, yeah. That's that's true. That's fair enough. I also really wanted that shot of him opening the box to be more like the Pulp Fiction shot <laughs> of them opening the garage, the trunk or whatever. Get the gold glow. I wanted that to be a homage, man. We can uh, we can we can make another alternate scene and post Great. that on Twitter. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so Kenny knocks on one to one. The dude inside uh, is not having it. No, he basically tells Kenny to fuck the fuck off. He says, "I believe he says go the fuck away." No, that's from something else. Sorry, but, he's, <laughs> but more or less, more right? or less, he's yeah, just like totally. get the hell out of here. Yeah. So, so Kenny's like, "Shit, what the fuck do I do now? I'm supposed to deliver this cake," um, and he texts the hackers so. And they say, "Tell them what's the name?" Misty. Misty. Yeah. Tell them Misty sent you. Yeah. Is that right? It is Misty. I think it's right? Misty. Yeah, hundred percent yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. And so, and so uh, at, the ne- at the at the mention of the name Misty, that unlocks this guy, and he unlocks the door, um, and he's like, "What do you mean, Misty sent you? Do you know Misty? Who's like, you yeah, know?" Yeah. Um, so clearly, Misty has some has some connection to this guy. This is this is my friend in high school. Also, did that trick all the time. What's that? He would always be like. When whenever he needed something, he'd be like Misty, and people would always just give him whatever he needed. That was at that point. He's just a fan of Pokemon, though, right? <laughs> like that's the reference. That's the immediate in my head. The only Misty I know is fucking the gym leader and the hell was that tam- name of that town? I I just finished a book with a Misty character, gym. and that is the only Misty that uh, I that I know. Sure. I, I, uh... All right. Sorry. Um. So so this guy. 
Um, this guy lets in. Hang on one second. I want to sure. check the name. It's Braun. It's it's, it's it's television's Braun. It's it's Braun. It's Braun right. of television Game of Thrones. Sure, totally. You want to edit that that out? We'll start it here. Sure. Okay. Um, so this guy who's in in room one two one, we figure out his name is Hector. He sort of grabs Kenny and drags him into the room at this point with the cake in hand, um, and we sort of see that there's like a lingerie bag on the couch, and this dude is like. He's got the wedding band on, which is made very apparent in a scene, yeah. in a shot, um, and it's like pretty clear what's going on here, right? Like, yeah. Pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, He's surprising his wife for their anniversary. Exactly. Yeah. And they they spent like Hector spent some time grilling Kenny about like who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? What the fuck? Um, and Kenny's just like, look, I was told to. I don't know Misty. I was told to bring you this cake. Um, I don't know what's going on. And then eventually he reveals that like. These guys are basically blackmailing me. Um, I don't know who they are or what they want. And then Hector, Hector's phone rings, uh, and he gets messages from the hackers, which basically, it, it, this is his point of reckoning with realizing, okay, some people have this blackmail on me like I was set up. Yeah. Um, and he was um, basically trying to, you know, have a prostitute over this hotel room, right? Um, not, not. His wife's anniversary. Not his wife's anniversary. Nothing like that. Nothing I, romantic. I'm sorry. I just always hope for the best. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's heartbreaking. Um, and so he start, Hector starts freaking out. He runs into the bathroom and throws up um, as Kenny texts the hackers. And he's like, okay, I delivered the cake. Like, can I go now? Am I good? That's what the, the moped driver told him. Moped, exactly, you know, right? Yeah, he assumes, so like, Kenny assumes this is his task. He did right? his job. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, the task is not yet complete. The hackers say, no, you have to stay with this guy. Um, and Hector drinks a shitload of, of beer um, or, and whatever's in the hotel, motel, mini fridge. Yep. Um, chilling at the Holiday Inn, as one does. Um, and then Hector gets his own messages, and the two of them get more instructions from the hackers, basically saying, uh, bring the cake. There's a car waiting for you at the spot. Um, go to it, grab it, you'll get more instructions then. Yep. So they're basically like, well, fuck, I guess we have to, you know, Hector's got a wife and kids and he doesn't want, uh, his cover blown. He doesn't want this, this story out there. Um, and Kenny's still nervous about, uh, the video that was captured of him. So they basically now have to work together to go get this car and do what the hackers say. Um, which is at this point, they get to the car, uh, which is the car that was left in the cold open. The silver Volvo. The silver Volvo. Uh, the station wagon. They get the keys, they get in, uh, and they get instructions to go to this sort of, like, roundabout. Um, and I will say, like, throughout this, the Hector-Kenny interchange, interactions, um, I wasn't really certain if Kenny, or I'm sorry, if Hector was one of the hackers or not. Everybody you meet in this episode, you're like, are, are, is he with them? Yeah. They make it to this roundabout, and they're, the next instruction, they park, and the next instruction they get is open, or look in the cake. Yeah. Which is a weird instruction to get, because one does not normally look inside of a cake. Well, is that your normal cake move? I've been no. meaning to talk to you about Sorry. what happens at dessert. I just always think there might be something cool in there. I just never know. Like it's little, so voluminous. It's not like a cereal box. There's no accepted like. There could be. Unless it's like a human-sized cake, and then a woman might pop out. One day, one day, there will be something cool in that cake. I just gotta keep checking. I'm gotta sorry. Keep checking the cake. I'm sorry. I keep ruining these parties, <laughs> but there's something in there. I think the lesson here is don't invite Evan to your birthday <laughs> if there's cake involved. One um, day. 
so so the next instruction they get is look in the cake, uh, and they're like, well, let's look in the cake, and they sort of take their hands and get in the cake, and there is a plastic bag containing a policeman's type hat. No, it's like a baseball hat, right? Yeah, like yeah, a just, weird baseball yeah, just hat. a baseball hat. Um, like yellow tinted aviator sunglasses. Really shitty sunglasses. And a fucking gun, oh. like a handgun. Yeah, that thing's real, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And yeah. that's more shocking scene in Britain, I assume, because. Uh, personal gun ownership, not really a thing. No. So to see a gun is much more... I mean, I think if I like just pulled a gun out of my backpack here, you'd probably be pretty freaked out. I actually kind of assume that everybody in New York is packing. That's probably true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got a fold-up AR-15 in there. I don't, but do you ever do you ever find yourself on a subway wondering who's packing? I've never thought about it. I do try to play the game Who's an Undercover Cop. Oh, that's a good one. It's a, it's a fun way to pass the time. There's some overlap there. Sure, totally, because yeah. you would assume the undercover cops got some got some heat. But not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. Um, how do you spot the, the guy? With the, what's the tell? Uh, just racial profiling, really. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Which is also what the undercover cop is probably doing, yeah, right? Yeah. Full circle. We've come full circle on this joke. Um, so, so they're like, what the fuck did we do with this? Uh, and they, the next instruction they get is go rob the bank, right? You've got to decide who's the robber, who's the driver, Ugh. and they realize they're parked like right across from a little bank. Uh, and right away, Hector's like, well, I'm driving because you can't. And and so this is, you, you said earlier uh, in a previous episode, you said that every episode of Black Mirror contains a moment when somebody chooses their own downfall. Right. And so, so in this moment, Kenny uh, is so hesitant to, to proceed with this. Kenny does not want to take a gun and rob a bank. Sure. And and he resists and he puts up a fight and he just says, I don't, and he tries to quit and Hector lays into him with one of the like all time like greatest Smackdown speeches. He he big dogs the shit out of oh, Kenny. Fuck he's it's big dog. It's insane. And it's it's incredible. Like, what do you have to like and but you also gotta think, like, at this point, Kenny is now willing to commit an insanely illegal act to prevent video of himself wanking off to get on the internet. And so as viewers you're sitting there watching this, and I'm sure you had the same reaction that we're sitting there and being like just don't do it. Right. Totally. Just, it's not that it's not bad. Worth it it's not point. that bad. And then, but Hector. You don't want that. Um, there's a great line like the internet never forgets that the internet is evil or a wasteland or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is the point where like I, the point I was making earlier about the right to be forgotten. Um, this, you know, he makes this point like nothing ever gets off Google, no. uh, which is weird because in in the EU, yes, it does, huh. which yeah. is a pretty controversial thing. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like Hector, very reluctantly, I'm sorry, Kenny, very reluctantly. Decides to go rob this bank, and he is maybe the least effective bank robber I've ever seen. Um, I feel like there was probably a bad robbery in like Blue Streak or something. Blue Streak. There's a oh, what's Air the name? There's a Woody Allen flick where he's a bank robber, and he like fashions a a gun out of soap, <laughs> and there's like a line like 
and what happens is like he gets to the and then he like walks out and then like it's raining and the fucking soap just like <laughs> dissipates in his hand. It's oh, a good you know, scene. you know what I just watched for yeah. the, for the first time in, in like over a decade was a uh, uh, snatch. Oh, when dude. they they go and they rob the bookie's office, but all bets are off. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah another another totally ineffective. Protection from what? <laughs> it's the Germans. It's the Germans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good fuck. Uh, um, and so. Kenny walks in, he's got the sunglasses on, he's got the hat on, he's got the gun, um, and he, he very patiently waits for a woman to conduct her business, right? Like, he's just, like, waiting online. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he basically takes the gun out of his pocket, points it at the teller, and says, give me money, give me lots of money. Yeah. Uh, and he's got the bag, and he's, he's, he's shaking very violently, um, and then he's got, you know, the lady's like, should I use your bag? And he hands over the bag, and as he's still like pointing the gun at the teller and waving it around, he urinates on himself. You know, uh, God, this this actor is so damn good, right? You just feel he's he you, he's just vulnerable. This is method, he, right? Like, these... did he, do you think he actually <laughs> did he just like drink all the snapple he could and shove toward that day? Like, I'm ready. Do like, they... you're like you're taking a urine test at the doctor. Like, you gotta. <laughs> Get ready for that. It wasn't even in the script. He just pissed himself. <laughs> he was just, he felt like his acting was so good. <laughs> gotta get into it, man. I gotta get into it. Charlie's like, you don't, you don't have to. You don't, he's like, yeah. you don't. <laughs> he's like, no. I'm committed. I'm committed. He's like, I played Turing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Um, and so he gets a shitload of money, right? Like, he pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so he out. Gets, he's got out a bunch the... of money. He's out the door. And then he. Like the car is fucking gone. The car's gone. Hector, he thinks Hector, which you just, which you just suspected, like oh, going sure. into. I think he even did he even say that? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah Like yeah. you'll just drive away. Yeah. Um, but then like a second later, the car pulls up from like another direction. He's like, get in, get in, get in. Like I, somebody was making me nervous and was suspicious. Yeah. Uh, so I had to ditch. Um, and then he gets in the Volvo. They drive off. Um, and and Kenny's like, drive faster, drive faster. But. Hector, in a very pro-veteran move, is like, "Do you want to get pulled over for speeding?" Yeah, which is like how so many people get caught. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a like a, a brake light out, or they're speeding, or whatever. Yeah. Um, they come up to a scene where like they are waiting for a construction site. Sometimes you get those construction sites that have the sort of jury-rigged uh, stoplight, the temporary stoplight. Yep. So they're waiting for that. I get the feeling that this might be more common in Britain. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. You get them upstate New York a lot, like in the Catskills, yeah. in the Adirondacks. Same with bridges, too. You get those one-way bridges. Oh, things. totally. Yeah, 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 Similar yeah. situation. So they're waiting. They hear sirens in the background. They're super nervous. Uh, finally, that light turns green. They drive on. And then a cop comes flying at them, and you think they're boned. You can hear the sirens coming. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. You think they're totally boned. But, but then the cop goes right past him, and they're like, oh, thank God, we made it. Um, so Hector and Kenny um, get the sort of instructions from the hacker, and they're told, you know, go bring the money to this drop point. Um, and actually, you know what's interesting is, like, H- Kenny's first reaction to being hacked was, uh, do you want money? And they didn't really answer that. Yeah. So it's strange. It occurred to me that it was strange that the end result was, like, getting them to rob a bank for them. I mean, even had they wanted money, you know, they they can they have the video of Kenny. They know he's a sixteen year old kid. Sure. Right. Like yeah. how? Like I don't know. How much money do you possibly have? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. forty bucks, fifty right. bucks. Right. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. When I was sixteen, I don't think I ever had more than like fifty bucks at a time. Yeah. That like if I had like sixty, that was a good day. I broke a kid's disc man, and I had to like buy oh, him a new no. one, and it like ruined me. I'm still paying off the debt. <laughs> it's got the yeah. got that disc man debt from yeah. Sally Mae, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, so they're, 
they have to bring the money to a drop point, which is like in a field. They drive up to a field, basically, in the countryside. Um, and they get some messages saying like, okay, Hector, you're cool to go. Go destroy the car and you're freed. Uh, Kenny, you gotta stick around. This poor bastard. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll be done. It's just as long as you do what they say, said the guy on the moped. Right, like three what tasks. A sack ago. of shit that yeah, was. That was yeah. Moped dude is a liar. Yeah, moped dude didn't even have to rob a bank. No, moped dude just had to deliver a cake, right? Yeah. You assume? Potentially baked it too. We don't know. Fuck. We don't know how far down moped guy goes. Maybe he made the cake, you think? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's possible. I don't know. Maybe he got the gun. Maybe he had to steal the gun. That's what I'm wondering. Ooh, That's what I'm wondering. Who, who, like, Where'd the gun come from? How Elaborately, like, did they have? They had to blackmail a banker, they had to, or a baker, a, a cop. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah right. Like, Shit. who the hell do they? Totally, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so Kenny has goes into. They basically like exchange goodbyes, and uh, Hector's like, "I'm sorry, I yelled at you before. I'm normally a good dude when things are normal," <laughs> which is a fucked up thing to say because like the 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 barometer of of normality is not like. How chill are you when shit is fine? The barometer of normality and calmness is how chill and under control are you when shit is not fine? Yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah. the test. The test isn't when shit hits the fan. The te- or the test isn't when it's the status quo. The test is when shit hits the fucking fan. That's very zen. Totally. Thanks, man. I try to be zen. <laughs> I've meditated halfway through the show. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so Kenny's going into the woods, and he, like, opens a gate, and it's fucking creepy. Like, it, it looks like Murder City, basically, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, I think there's a sign over the gate that's like... Welcome to Murder City. <laughs> Population three, two, one, two, one. <laughs> so he he eventually finds a guy who's chilling. Um, and like an older guy, like 30, 35 probably. Yeah, maybe a little like older. Um, big dude-ish. Um, wearing a coat. And the guy is like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. <laughs> Um, and he, he said, like, we have to launch this first. And he takes a, a DJI Inspire One <laughs> drone. I recognize the model because I'm a fucking nerd. It's a sweet-ass looking drone. Yeah. Uh, he takes out this drone, big guy, um, puts it on the ground. This is what kills the illusion a little bit. He, like, hits what appears to be, like, his car key clicker, and the drone goes off. Is that what it was? Yeah, totally. And this drone in the real world is, it's like a professional film Hollywood quality drone for aerial photography and videography, uh, and it is controlled by a very massive controller, not so much by hitting a button. Yeah. But whatever. Wait wait a couple years. Sure, totally. Um, And so this drone is in the air, and it's recording video of these two, and the dude that Kenny encounters is like, we have to fight. Remind me here, he says, we have to fight, and he says, uh, until there's a winner... And right. Kenny says, how do we know when, when someone's won? And the guy just, like, looks at looks him. Looks at him. Yeah, and then Kenny like, gets, like, the text, fight now to the oh, death. Oh, God. And then the Kirk Spock music starts playing. Right? <laughs> 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 Is that it? <laughs> it's, it's like that. And so they basically have this exchange first where it's like, what do they have on you? Uh, and they, they, like, Kenny comes clean. Like, I was looking at pictures, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this guy is like, yeah, me too. And it, 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 the, the big reveal is that, um, the, the porn that Kenny was watching was not, uh, sanctioned everyday porn. It was kitty porn. Man, what a reveal. I know. Did you see this coming? A little bit because we didn't mention it, but earlier in the episode, um, Kenny in the restaurant he works at has this interaction with a little girl where this mom and her like maybe four or five year old girl 
uh, was having lunch or whatever at the restaurant, little girl leaves uh, like a toy train on the table. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny goes and grabs a train and is like, oh, you almost left this behind. And there, the, there's like a like maybe I'm over analyzing it with with this reveal in mind. But like there, Kenny gives the little girl a look and it's just like real creepy in retrospect. Like it's I, a weird scene. Man, I missed that. Uh, completely, I did not see this reveal coming because, like, because teenage pedophiles is not like something we ever think about. Sure, yeah. Like it's it's something like it's it's not on anyone's radar, to my knowledge. Yeah, no, I don't. Th- I think like the stereotypical, like the Law and Order SVU yeah. like, stereotype pedophile yeah. is like an older dude, um, creepy, you know, asshole type. Um, but what's also what's interesting about the reveal is that it makes apparent why Kenny was willing to rob a fucking bank. Yes. Because it's not just like there's video of him, you know, doing the deed. It's there's video of him doing the deed to child porn. Yeah. Which takes that to a whole different level of uh, immorality and being illegal and completely ruining his life forever. Right. Yeah. Um, and so Kenny, this guy, they, they basically they're starting to fight. This guy comes at Kenny and Kenny pulls out the gun. He's still got the gun. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This this moment. Brutal moment. This brutal moment. Kenny Kenny faced with the option of killing a man uh, and and hopefully uh, escaping what seems to be an awful fate of either dying by his hands or having his, his pedophilia revealed. Kenny, Kenny turns the gun on himself and pulls the trigger only to find it's empty. He's firing blanks. Not even. Not even. Not even. A blank, nothing, right, a, a, blank, a, blank, a blank would still kill him, actually. At that yeah, point. that's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah. It just clicks. There's no, there's no ammo in there. Oh, the poor bastard. Which, oh, that just, damn. Um, so then... There, there, is, there is a lesson here, of course. Which is, always if check you, your if, count. Yeah, if somebody gives you a gun, <laughs> see, what, see what you're carrying. You gotta check the mag. Right? Like, is it one? Is it yeah. full? Is it nothing? Uh, like armor piercing? You I, gotta know these things. If somebody gave me a gun, I would probably check just to get that sweet moment where you get to put it back in and it goes click. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> like, you gotta, yeah. I make this look good, right? One of those, <laughs> and they'd, you and they'd be like, they'd, they'd be like, no, you don't. No, you no, don't. You, don't. No, you, no, don't. you, you look you're, like you're, you're the, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking pedophile. Um, <laughs> so, um, so then like they they're sort of um, they're the the big guy tackles Kenny. Um, and then there's like uh, sort of sounds of fighting and screaming and kicking yeah. as the camera pans away. You don't actually get to see uh, the the fisticuffs, as it were. Um, and it, the camera pans back to, or the 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 show, the episode, cuts to Hector, who's come home. Yep. Um, and he looks in on his little girl, who he was afraid that if his uh, attempted prostitution. Um, played out, he would lose visitation rights, like the the wife would take and whatever. Sure. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, thank God, like she's okay." And then he gets gets a text on the phone from the hackers, and it's the fucking troll face. God damn it! Yeah. Which uh, the troll face is is basically a meme that implies I'm still fucking with you, right? <laughs> like I'm just totally fucking with you now. Um, and he walks into his wife's his his wife who's sitting crying at the computer with the laptop open, and it's clearly implied that uh, the hackers sent her uh, all his chats with the uh, prostitute who turns out to be one of the hackers, right? Like, fucking with him. She she turns, and she looks pictures, at him, and she says, right? She goes, Misty. Misty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Brutal. Uh, um, but the guy got his comeuppance for sure. And then the same is true of the, we see the moped driver yeah. uh, also revealed uh, that he did some weird shit. What was his reveal? 
Um, it's not clear what he did, but his family was screaming at him about being a, uh, a pervert. That's right. So That's right. maybe also like child porn or something. Or who knows? Maybe, or maybe maybe something lesser. You know, we, sure. I don't know. Something yeah, that yeah. his family disapproved of. Yeah. Um, whether illicit or otherwise. The Volvo woman uh, is some sort of CEO, and there's a scan. There's an email there's a scandal, scandal where she's driving a Volvo, and that becomes public <laughs> and ruins her forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does. She's got like a really nice office. What is she doing in that Volvo? Uh, it's safety, man. It's safety. The <laughs> Volvo is an amazing safety record. Um, this, the Volvo station wagon. I drive that. I, I Not actually, my first choice, but my, I drive it. My first and last car was a Volvo. I, my, my whole family is like a Volvo thing. Some families are Volvo families. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Impressive safety record. Fun to drive. Yeah, I think it basically just means like you're either a professor or you'd like to be a professor. Or you're Swedish. Yeah. Right. Or you're a Swedish professor. <laughs> yeah, so today in class we are going to talk about safety. <laughs> that's good Swedish. I'm impressed. Now Thank I want you. meatballs. I don't know why. Donkey. That's, that's German. <laughs> um, so... Where was it going? So the CEO has like a racist email scandal. Those emails. That's are what released. it was. That's what um, it was. It's a little Sony thing going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so like, what's what's weird is like all these reveals. It becomes clear that like the hackers were going to reveal all this shit to yeah. their, well, reveal all these people's secrets anyway. But they were gonna fuck around with them first. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Well, but which is also like sort of, I mean, the ransomware that we've seen that we know about is very straightforward, but we don't know that like nothing like this has ever happened. Yeah. I mean, you would assume that there are, there are certainly, I don't think white hat is the right, the right term, but there are definitely hackers out there who see them as like social justice. So see themselves as social justice hackers yep. who want to use their powers to uncover racist CEOs and child pornographers. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, you know, police and law enforcement groups work with uh, people who, you know, excel at hacking or, or computer cybersecurity skills to uncover child porn rings, right? Sure. Like, it's got to be how yeah, yeah. part of that job, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but then we get we cut back to Kenny, who is alive, bloodied up like a motherfucker. Unbelievably so. Cause this yeah, dude, there's no way this kid's winning that fight, No, right? that dude had like probably like 50 pounds and like a foot on him or yeah, something, Yeah, totally. Right? Like, he's yeah. not winning that fight. But somehow he won. He's some, and he's like stumbling away, bloodied up. Um, what, what I thought was interesting, though, was uh, if you had already made the decision to kill yourself, why not let that guy kill you? Is that just like? Is it different because well, like, the gun the, the gun is an instant. Yeah, the gun offered a, a painless way out. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I don't. I don't know. I sure. Don't know. No, that's a good question. Yeah, totally. You know. You know. If he had lost, do you think they would have revealed his secret? Oh, you think? Um, I would think so. Actually, yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. they're obviously fucking around um, with everybody. So that other guy, the dead guy's secret, probably got leaked too, although we didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Kenny is walking away bloodied up and you think like well i mean he won the fight he's probably clear now uh and i guess like i was thinking he would just tell his mom like i got mugged you can explain away that right sure totally it's a rough day rough day yeah um, this kid my bike got me up, drove me out to the middle of nowhere sure. kicked my ass yeah. right you can you can explain that yeah. shit made me look at all this kitty porn i pissed myself <laughs> um <laughs> jesus <laughs> but then you see he gets the call from his mom Aww. and you think at first I'm like, oh, maybe because he's late, like she's just checking in. Yeah. He answers the phone and it's his mom screaming at him. You did. You looked at what? Like how, kids. How could kids. you do it? Kids. kids. And then you see the Kenny. blue, the blue and red flashes. Uh. And it's a shitload of cops that roll up on Kenny in the woods here. 
uh, and and he he done get arrested. How do you think they found him? I would assume because the hackers still had his GPS or whatever okay. that they probably just they called just him the tip. Yeah. Totally. The guy who robbed the bank is also a child pornographer. <laughs> And, and a murderer now. And he's over, just go over to Murder City. Go over to Murder City. <laughs> Population, you guys. All the cops roll up, the, the ticker starts ticker going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that's show over. That's <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Shit. I thought this was probably uh, the best episode of the season so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, um, what did you enjoy but, about but it? I love that Kenny is, <clears throat> sorry. That Kenny is living downstream of of the terrible social changes that technology has wrought. Uh, I love that that especially when you're doing a story for somebody like that, somebody who is who is pretty solidly the victim, although you know, with a caveat. Um, but for somebody who's pretty solidly the victim, I love that that's uh, that that this this is not a reach. The only reach in this episode, technologically speaking, is that their battery life is really good, right? They got their, <laughs> they got their GPS on all day, right? Yeah, and like and like the connectivity to the drone is really good. Like yeah. like our Facebook Live videos still stutter, but like somehow they can fly <laughs> that drone, whatever. Sure. But that's the only reach, and that's probably four or five years off, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, this is this is one of those. I think I think this is why so many people. Uh, change their actual real life behavior in, in covering up the webcam after this episode because like this just doesn't feel like sci-fi it's totally plausible right now it's not sci-fi it's like present moment technology gone awry this could totally happen yeah yeah um i also just love i love that actor that actor that kid i don't know his name um but he did a real just, good job oh my god yeah oh my god in a way in a way that even after the reveal that you're like, oh fuck! You're yeah. like, like you don't. If if he had been a middle aged guy, you would have been like, yep, that dude, that dude fucking deserves it. And and he gets it, and that's in your mind, but it's not like the focal point of. You're not like, like you you don't feel you just feel like this is shitty for everyone involved. You just feel like, oh shit, yeah, this is this is terrible. Do you think the hackers um, took the video of the fight to the death and sold it? Oh, do you think they're like, man. yeah? Do you think they're monetizing that shit? Oh, I guess you would have to. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah. you'd be like. Although, like, you're suppose, also is it? But so the hackers, like, they're, they, they. If you assume that, then they're not totally ethical, right? Because you, you, they're targeting. No, that, no, right? these guys are not totally not ethical. ethical <laughs> it's bad, but they're not like you know their their morals are also stained in that like you know okay you can make some argument that they're targeting bad guys. Um, child pornographers, sure. racist CEOs, so on and so forth. Sure, um, adulterers. Yeah, adulterers. Yeah. Right. Um. But if they're if they're obviously like their ethics go out the window when they make these people kill each other. Um, but also like if you're taking that content and monetizing it. So here's what here's what uh, here's why I, I I didn't even consider them to be ethical. And here's why not because they made people fight to the death. Although that's pretty screwed up too. No, is that among the those characters that we see who who in a lot of ways we can get behind. Uh, punishing pedophiles and adulterers and these sorts of guys. It is actually that character who was very, his family was very vague. They say, you're a pervert. Does that mean he's a child pornographer? Does that mean he's gay? I think I think there was yeah. some there was some suggestion perhaps that his family was like fairly traditional or fairly conservative. Or maybe, That's the impression that I got as well. Right? I so picked like, up on that, yeah. So like the fact that we don't know what every character is guilty of here, yeah. like like doesn't let us make that conclusion about the, the uh extortionists yeah totally and i think like any the the sort of like social justice type hacker that i described earlier um i don't think they would make their target to go through this rigmarole to stress them out 
Um, I think they would probably just leak the emails or whatever, yeah. right? There's clearly like a, some sort of sick enjoyment of the cat and mouse sort of thing. Sure. Here. So yeah. here, here's another question I have for you yeah. that I was thinking about. Like, it seems like when these hackers caught somebody in their web, they would, the lifespan of the, the time period of being stuck and like activated or whatever was pretty short. Do you think it would have been more stressful for their victims if that time span was longer. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. not hours, but, like, weeks or months yeah, yeah, or yeah. years. To the point where you think you're, like, out of it. And then, like, five years later, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. They still have me. Yeah. And then you have to live with that, like, sh- you know, shadow over your life the whole time of, like, th- th- there's people out there who have shit on me that would ruin everything I've built since then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful. It's brutal. Huh. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. That's all right. You should do this. You should, you're clearly you've you've one up these guys. I would also say I I watched this episode in a morning because I didn't have time in the evening. And watching Black Mirror to start your day, <laughs> I would not recommend it because that shit fucks you up for the whole day. It's not eating your Wheaties. It's not getting the coffee. It's not a good start to your day. So, would you have made the choices Kenny made? Other than looking at the child porn, <laughs> yeah, assuming assuming that, that that has happened, sure. What do you what do you do if you're Kenny? Um, I think you gotta go through with all of it. Like, I think the choices he made are logical in that, like, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a man of desperation, and like, if he wants his shit kept secret, like, you're you're weighing that the consequences of like robbing a bank and killing a man are less so than the consequences of being known as a pedophile, right? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine being in that situation. That's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also like you brought it on yourself at that point by, you know, looking at kitty porn, which yeah. fuck that. Yeah. That's, totally. That's, he, he, it's, it's really hard because Kenny does get what he deserves in this episode, and yet you don't feel vindicated by this episode. No, you don't feel you good don't, about it, right? Yeah. You just It's not like an SVU episode. I know I keep referencing that show, but it's <laughs> Aaron loves it, and I... <laughs> watch it all the time for that reason um we don't get i don't have cable right now i just do like the antenna plus oh, yeah, yeah, like you yeah. know streaming shit yeah uh and there's a channel that is basically entirely svu and criminal minds oh god and it's like she'll watch like six hours of that my and fr- i'm like that's enough my friend just got this awesome sweatshirt and all it's, it, it's a black sweatshirt and in white text it just says executive producer dick wolf <laughs> <laughs> oh i need to own that that's amazing it's the coolest damn sweatshirt that's i've ever so seen so good um <laughs> what i bring that up though oh yeah so most like svu episodes they tend to end in resolution like the bad guy got his comeuppance right yeah and you feel good like oh yeah fuck that guy but in this one like it's just so brutal that it's like you know you're glad that he got caught but at the same time, it, you just don't feel great about the whole experience. Well, because there's nothing, there's no checks at all on this, right? Exactly. There's, there's no way. This, isn't, this is outside the justice system. Yeah, this could very easily be turned on anybody with any sort. And and the fact that, I, I this is what's so magical about this episode, is like the fact that, yes, like we feel for Kenny. This episode makes the point that I try to make to people all the time in conversations about why they should use Signal or why they should cover their webcams, right? Is that is that we all have something to hide, even if you're not doing anything wrong per se. For most of this episode, we don't think that Kenny did anything wrong, you know? Yeah. And we find out he did, and then we say, okay, but like for most of this episode, we identify with Kenny. Any time you can get people to to realize that they have something to hide. Right, yeah, uh, yeah is such an incredible and such a difficult thing to do now. I wonder how much the writers of the show, like we talked about it being a PSA for, for covering your webcam. Yeah. I wonder how much, if, if at all, the writers talk or think about um, their shows as PSAs for various like 
technology practices, right? Like nosedive is about, you know, hey, pay attention to the people around you. Um, what was it? Playtest is about like, you know, call your, mom. So, call your mom, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and this one is about, uh, you know, well, number one, don't look at kitty porn, but number yeah. two, like cover your webcam. Um, it's a, it's a And solid. don't download weird EXE files. Have, yeah. Um, what do you rate this episode? Um, I'm going to give this one a four, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four five. Nice. Uh, but, but definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a perfect episode, but you know, it's, it's pretty tough to, to be a perfect episode, but, yeah. um, I thought it was executed well. Um, I thought the. The writing was solid. The the plot is solid, and the reveal is really effective. And that, like you said, it you know you sympathize with this kid up until you realize, oh shit, uh, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But but even then, rejecting him. I mean, you certainly you reject him, but but you don't feel. But there, there's nothing to embrace, though. You can't reject him and be like, okay, the hackers were the good guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it doesn't feel right either. It's tough to root for people who number one, you don't ever really see. And number two, make other people kill each other <laughs> and rob banks, right? Dude, they're not good guys. There's no good guys in this episode. Which is which is one of the reasons I love it. Right, totally. It's a good... Solid. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm glad we, we both agree that this was a really great episode. But, you know, there is great sci-fi out there to be had all over, uh, whether games or movies or books. Uh, but you don't have to take our word for it. Hi, my name's Bob, and I'm here to talk to you about a sci-fi story I enjoy. I chose Pax Romana, which is a comic published by Image from 2007 to 2008. It's a time travel story. In the near future, a crumbling Catholic church discovers the secret of time travel through funding of CERN laboratories and decides to send a warehouse full of modern weapons, armored vehicles, and mercenaries back to Rome in 312 AD in order to change history and sustain the Holy Roman Empire forever. Uh, So if you've ever wanted to see a battalion of tanks and Humvees crest a ridge and descend on hapless Roman legionaries, this is the book for you. As you can probably imagine, things quickly go off the rails, and the plan doesn't go exactly as expected. But without spoiling too much, I will say, history will never be the same. This book will make you think. Check out Matthew Derby's incredible selection of short stories, Super Flat Times. The book is a collection of vignettes about ordinary humans who have grown accustomed to social arrangements and scientific developments that are irrational at best and actively dismal at worst. Like Black Mirror, Superflat Times finds richness in disorientation. Just when you're getting used to one character and situation, they're taken away from you and you're thrust into a new surreal tableau. I guarantee that most of these premises will be as refreshingly new as they are bracingly haunting. As is true with Black Mirror, technological hubris permeates the stories in Superflat Times, but they're never ultimately about technology, and rather they're about humanity's unstoppable, almost adorable tendency to do the stupidest things at every turn. And yet, much like Black Mirror, Superflat Times contains a metatextual hope for our moronic species. If we can crank out art this compelling and self-reflective, we can't be all bad, right? Uh, we'd like to thank Bianca Kasuni, Anna Parsons, Bob L. Green. A. Bryceman. Uh, <laughs> Audrey Fitzpatrick. Audrey Fitzpatrick. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, we have an email she account. She probably deleted us by now. <laughs> I would. We have an email account. Uh, we have not checked it, so if you've been emailing us, <laughs> We're so sorry. just, just, just tweet us. It's hackbeerpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Alex James Fitz. And I am at Evan Engel, E-N-G-E-L. 
Uh, please do not hack us. Yeah, that's not cool. Um, but we've got two factors, so come at us, bro. Don't, 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 don't come at us. Evan speaks for himself. I would like it if you did not come at me, bro. Tune in next week-ish. Uh, we will be discussing the fourth episode, San Junipero, uh, which which uh, I've seen already. I have not. You, you're in for a treat. Nice. Uh, we will also hopefully talk about Rogue One at that point. Yes. Which this might become a Star Wars podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you for listening. See you out there on the internet.